Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm actually very excited about talking to Mike Young because... He sort of specializes in a couple of things in his work as a speaker and um, I, I hate to say motivational guy, Mike, but it seems to me that's a little bit of what you do here in your general practice. Is that accurate? Among other things, yes. That's what I try to do. Well, you've got a book out um, about about leaving a legacy. And today I kind of want to talk to you about a couple of things. And, you know, we're coming up on Valentine's Day and it's everybody's kind of got to focus on love. And yet you sort of preach the value of, of, of learning to love yourself first before you can kind of go out in the world and, and find that, that relationship or the, the situation that you really want. Where did that come from for you? How did you get to that point where you sort of recognize the importance of that? Yeah, I mean, I had a series of events in my life that really made me look introspectively at who I was as a human being and how I was presenting myself to the world. And what I, what I came to realize quickly is we're all going to leave a legacy. I mean, once we vanish off this earth, it's either going to be a positive legacy or it's going to be a negative legacy. And I kind of decided I want to be that guy that, that, that makes an impact on the world in a special way. And the one thing I knew is I didn't know about enough about myself. I didn't know intrinsically what made me tick, what made me smile in the world, um, what made me happy. And I need, I really needed to dig into, uh, to who I was so that I could figure out who I was. So when, in turn, when I step out in the world, I can, I can create some, help create something special. You know, what's interesting about that particular comment is this is something that my female friends, we talk about this openly and we talk about it a lot. It's kind of like you got to figure out there's a scene in a movie called The Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts. And the whole premise of the movie is that she's been to the altar like nine times, but she runs away at the last minute. And she kind of comes to the realization that she has no idea how she likes her own eggs. Right. Somebody said, how do you like your eggs? But she always relied on whoever she was with to tell her how to order eggs. And there's this scene where she's got all these eggs cooked all these different ways to where so she can figure out how she likes her own eggs. And that's what popped into my mind. I think this is one of those things that women are much more inclined to do. But men, I think for men, it might feel a little narcissistic to do that kind of navel gazing. It's so true. And, and, and I come from the agriculture in, industry and it's even it's even more. But I want to tell you a funny story. I was with a cattle ranching friend last week. I'm a dirt farmer, not a cattle farmer. I was with a cattle ranching friend the last last couple of weeks and watching him. Uh, they were they were bringing the cattle into herd into into brand and as they're herding the cattle he we were up up above kind of looking down at the cattle and watching the cowboys move the cattle in and he said man that's that's good movement over there and he said you know good movement becomes good movement and i'm like damn that is that is <laughs> that is an awesome term and as a and it, it doesn't just relate to cattle it, re, it relates to us as human beings doesn't matter if you're male male or female but if we can be the good movement in the world and we can have people follow us, then good movement becomes good movement. And my gosh, that's what legacy is. Do you think that a lot of people who have maybe brought 
stuff forward from childhood, negative sort of um, self-talk and things of that nature. When you talk about sort of being introspective and being mindful about yourself and what makes you tick, how do you separate out the negative chatter from the positive chatter yeah. that you're trying to bring forward? Yeah, that's 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 an important piece. I mean, we've all got this inner critic, and it wasn't until I decided to actually name my inner critic. So, like when he pops up, I mine mine's, mine's named Jorge, and so when Jorge tells me like, "Man, Mike, you're a you're a dirt farmer. You can't write a book, or you can't get in front of it, people." I, I can be like Jorge, you know, piss off, get out of here, Jorge. Um, and but we've all got this inner critic in it, and it's about. It's about knowing that it's there and they're always going to be there, but it's how we handle that critic. Do we let that critic own us or do we do we honor it and let its voice be heard and know that typically that inner critic isn't going to do do something that's going to be special for us in our lives and for those people around us. So for me, it was like honoring that inner critic, naming him so when he popped up, I could tell him to to get out. Now, that's a fascinating way to do that. Um, I actually just had a conversation this morning with a friend of mine about inner critics. And of course, my strategy is tell them to shut the blank up. And for me, that works, <laughs> right? That's a satisfying way of shouting them down. She is a more sensitive type and said, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to suggest that she name her inner critic so she can have that conversation yeah. that you're just talking about. How do you suggest that people approach if they're new to this, if they are finding themselves in a place and, and I... Right now, I think of the younger people, right? We have all these Gen Alpha and Gen Z people that are sort of lost. They, they don't have a purpose. They don't, they're kind of drifting right now. But how do you talk to someone who's maybe on the other side of this? Maybe they're 55. Maybe they've been laid off from their job and they're facing the prospects of, okay, what do I do now? How do you begin the process of becoming more mindful, more introspective and, and really drilling down to search for purpose? Yeah, it's my my grandmother's 102 and we still have this conversation today. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in what stage of life. Um, we've all got some some kind of purpose and and quite often we we know what it is at some point and we just let it drift because for me like I let Jorge tell me that that's a stupid purpose and I buy into it and I keep moving on. But it's, you know, for me it's just for me I like to sit in solitude. I mean, I can sit and I can pray and I can meditate. And for me, in the kind of like in the dark times in life or in the those quiet times in life, that's usually where something bubbles up and I hear something in my gut, in my head, and I kind of run with it. And I tell my friends, I tell people that I coach and I mentor, you've always got to honor your gut. You've always got to honor that little voice. And it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive because it's saying something to you that's important. And once you can decipher if it's important or if it's negative, then you can you can pick the path of what your purpose is. But you've got it. You've got to really just start honoring that 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 call of the gut. Uh, that's very funny that that you talk about the gut because I was interviewed by a young woman in college and she said, "What four words of advice would you give your younger self?" And mine is always trust your gut. I mean, that's that's it. Always trust your gut because your your gut really does sort of have a purpose that goes beyond intellectual sort of wrangling, you know? I mean, you could think about everything from a high intellectual level and and convince yourself that something is right for you when your gut is just going, no, 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 that's that's not the right way to go. So I, I'm a big believer in that. What, what would you say to people who sort of poo-poo 
the stuff that you talk about. You say, oh, I don't have time for that, or being happy isn't at the top of my list, or I'm, I'm too busy to worry about purpose. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, when, when you get to the end of your life, you know, and you're laying on your deathbed and, you know, tragically, there's a lot of people that do that they'll leave this earth quickly. But there's a lot of people that we we age into 70, 80, 90. My grandmother's 102 that you really start reflecting on what was important in my life. And, you know, was I really happy? And, and, and did I really did I really leave a fulfilling life? This is what my grandmother talks about. Was my life fulfilled? Is my life fulfilled today as much as much as it was, you know, 50 years ago when she was the same age as I am? And um, she wants to be able to check that box. She wants to be able to say, man, I lived a fulfilled life. I made an impact. You know, my family's still together. My family's happy. I'm happy. And why am I happy? You know, because I was willing to, for her, when she was at the age of eight, 18, I was willing to step out of a dysfunctional family in my life and decide I wanted to make a change and make something special for my family. And, you know, you've just, she listened to her gut and she knew she, she could do something better. And so, yeah, I think at the, at the, when, when our time's up, I think we all want to be able to feel like we made some kind of impact in this world. Well, do you think part of that is perspective? Because I do think that occasionally people can be too hard on themselves, right? They don't give themselves credit for the stuff that they did accomplish or they downplay the things that they did accomplish and they play up their faults or their perceived shortcomings. Yeah, I mean, you know, the wisdom comes with it quite often. There's a lot of people that are young that are wise, but for, for the most most of us, wisdom comes with age. So well, absolutely. Your mom, your grandmother or your mom, I'm sorry, being 102. My grandmother, yep. How has that shaped your perspective? Your your ability to tap into her 50 years from where you are now looking back? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, luckily I I I live in I work in a fourth fourth generation family business and I've I work with three generations. So I've, I'm lucky enough that I've got the opportunity to do just that, to, to lean on an older generation and ask questions about, you know, when, when things get hard or when things get dark to tap into that. But, you know, not everybody, not everyone's lucky enough to, 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 to work in a fourth generation family that, that happily works. But we've all got someone. We've all got someone or something in our life. And if we don't, you know, you can find it in your churches, you can find it in schools, you can find it at community centers, you can find it on the basketball court. You know, it's it's about making concrete relationships and having relationships in our life that can benefit us that will hopefully benefit the future. You know, my, that's great advice. And I've always uh, enjoyed hanging out with people in every age group, both older than I am, younger than I am. I think it's really interesting to have the different perspectives. But our obsession with youth in our culture, I think, downplays the kind of wisdom that you're talking about. And I think that's unfortunate. I think there's a lot of young people out there who are sort of being conditioned to ignore what the oldsters say uh, because they're not hip to what's going on now. But, man, the technology may change, but human nature doesn't really that much. That's true. I mean, yeah, we unfortunately, we do live kind of in a TikTok world right now. And um, there's so much noise out there that it's easier for, a, you know, the younger generation who's tapped into that TikTok generation, unlike unlike myself or, you know, my 102-year-old grandmother, for sure, 
but again, you know, I think, I think, I think it comes with time. There's, there's, there's a time in, in, in a young person's life that they're going to feel some sort of emptiness in their gut and that they're going to, they're going to need to, they're going to want to search for something deeper, a deeper meaning in life beyond TikTok. And that's, that's ultimately and relationships. And, 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 and I'm not talking TikTok relationships. I'm talking real life relationships. Do you think? Today, people that are searching for love, and I'm, I'm basing this, I, I've, I've been married and off the market for so long, and I praise Jesus for that every day that I talk to my friends who are single. But do you think that in the, in the sort of dating pool and that people seeking love, the standards have changed in such a way that it's basically what can you do for me instead of what can we create together? Yeah, that's interesting because my, my kids are at the at the age where they're, they are um, actually, you know, on those apps and they're they're looking at people. But I, I I've, what I find comforting in the fact is that I guess my kids were raised in, in, in the environment that my oldest daughter, who's 26 years old, you know, told my wife and I the other day, you know, I never realized how much how important it was to like follow you and dad and and recognize what you were doing until I went out and I started looking for someone else. So while while my wife and I didn't have the dating apps to actually find each other, we had to do it the hard way. Um, I still think intrinsically these kids, you know, if they've been raised in a healthy environment, which not all of us have have the have the blessing to to have done that, but the ones that have intrinsically, even though they're not looking maybe at, 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 at church or even in a bar, they're looking on whatever the latest app is, um, you know, they've they've had they've had a general generation in front of them and some some cases two generations in front of them that have modeled what what a healthy relationship looks like and so they know what qualities and behaviors to look for i like your optimism mike c young is my <laughs> guest he's got a lot of writing he's got a book about building a legacy he's a speaker if you'd like to have him come speak to your organization you where where are you mike where are you located we're, I'm located in uh, Bakersfield, California. Oh, excellent. Okay. It, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and, and uh, very interesting stuff. And I hope that we hit somebody today with something that they might find useful. I appreciate it, Mandy. All right. Great talking to you. That's Mike C. Young. And you can find out more about him. I put a link to his stuff on the blog today so you can find him there. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.